0: Hola, Bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFB podcast. I'm your host Jorge Martin and we are live on YouTube. Please make sure to give us a like and subscribe. for por favor, that really help us out. Also, we are brought to you by the Fantasy Points Media Group. We are proud members of that. Please make sure, hey, when you get a chance, go to fantasypoints.com. You want to get a subscription, put in Familia 22 and that would give you a 10% off discount. So uh, again, oh, this is this is fun. We are almost, you know, to the minute on here because uh, we're checking Twitter to see if anything breaks while we're on here. But I want to invite I, I want to introduce our invitado, invitado del lujo, Nate Povok, mi amigo. This this is awesome. I have been wanting to have him on for a while. You know, he does everything he does everything he not not only is a rising analyst he's a writer podcast host for in between media he writes for fantasy pros fantasy pros and he's the co-host of the chaotically fun coming off the edge podcast and he's all so uh some of us who do fantasy analysis they go they uh leave it you know at the desk or whatever no, he gets more. He gets more at home because he's married to the delightful and lovely and wicked smart fantasy analyst, Jen Polvoet. So, mi amigo. Oh, so we may practice some Spanish tonight because there might be a few from coming on. But, Give me the oh, Thank you. Estas en tu casa, mi amigo. Welcome. Welcome.
1: Well, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. I've wanted to be on with you forever. Uh, we're both very busy, but I'm glad we were able to finally make it happen. Like you said, I'm kind of constantly in this since – it's a, like a household profession at this point. Um, this, is what, this is what we do. Uh, Jen's an editor at Fantasy Pros as well. So Fantasy Pros in the family. And yeah, man, thanks for having me. I'm stoked. And Free Agency, what a great time to be on. So many exciting things to talk about.
0: Oh my goodness. Every day if I felt like I, I've been mentally updating a show doc pretty much since Sunday. I mean, yep. it, it's just been and really, I mean, last week I had uh friends of ours, uh Herms and Bo. Uh so we talked about like you know some of the some of the moves that happened last week, including number 12 here, uh oh, sticking wow. around. So I got to so I get to use this jersey again for at least one more year. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just hope TJ Watt doesn't go anywhere. I just bought this.
0: I don't think he's going anywhere. I, no. I think, yeah, especially after, yeah, Player of the Year, yeah, Defensive Player of the Year. No, yeah. but um, no way. so one of the things that you probably learned in in uh, your Spanish classes is that uh, chisme is gossip. So we call the, you know, we call our news segment on Familia FFB chisme the the right. me section so this is going to be an all me episode because it's all news it's all going to be news basically since uh a certain uh, other another number 12 decided to come back so there's some dominoes that have been falling but uh th- today we're going to break down uh you know qbs running backs wide receivers a couple of tight ends because as usual the nfl gave us uh plenty to talk about uh and uh, it's it's cool yeah, now uh, how, how has it been for you how's it been for you
1: uh fun we just kind of sit in front nfl total access all day <laughs> <laughs> um it's kind of what we've been doing and just watching all of the craziness i mean when the Broncos got Russell Wilson, that was a huge boost for the team, obviously. And then to go out and get Randy Gregory and the way they got him, like this team's all this team's all in. I love what I've seen out of the Steelers. They bolstered their offensive line a little bit for new quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, which I, I absolutely love. And I was really hopeful that Von Miller would be back in Denver, um, but mm. I'm 100% okay with him going to Buffalo. He's a great fit for that defense. I really want to see that team get to a super bowl and win one for that oh, city yeah. just for that city i mean i you and i both remember that four-year stretch with the bills and it was oh it started with the scott norwood kick and then it just got worse it just got worse for them so i want that. i want to see that city win and it looks like they're making moves to win
0: and quite honestly you know what if uh they would have beaten the chiefs i would not have been surprised if they'd have won the whole time would probably, they probably they probably would have
1: yeah. But they could go toe-to-toe with that Rams team. Oh. I believe that.
0: Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen, he's just a beast, and he's he's so fun to watch. I mean, so just an fun. incredible player. Yeah, he's one of the, the, one of the guys I like to call unicorns who are in the NFL. Uh, there's probably about, I don't know, half dozen or so that yeah. are just kind of like, they're just different. They are just different. Um, but, you know, and well, you know what? today I think it was today that, that Russell Wilson did his first interview with yes. uh, you know with the Broncos. What has been the feeling in you know in the Rocky Mountains about uh, n- now that it's settling in?
1: Relief, excitement <laughs> you know it, and it comes at an interesting time because a lot of people around the country look at the Broncos and like, oh well what a cool situation you have your Hall of Fame quarterback running the team. For people in Denver, he is now no longer a part of the organization. His contract expired, like, I don't know, it was like a month ago. Wasn't renewed. He is no longer an employee of the Broncos, and Broncos country could not be happier to see him gone. He just messed up the draft. He didn't – he got Peyton Manning. I kind of feel like – so, okay, I'm going to – this might be a little harsh, but I kind of feel like he's the Adam Gase of GMs, where it was like he was propped up – well, he was propped up by Peyton Manning is what kind of what I mean, because Adam Gase doesn't get a head coaching job. If we don't bring Peyton Manning to Denver plain and simple, and he didn't run that offense. Peyton Manning did Peyton Manning did all of these things attached to Elway's name. He's gone. Russell Wilson is here. It's like a massive, just sigh of relief from everybody on the front range. Anybody who's a Broncos fan, there's hope for the first time in seven years now, since Peyton Manning left.
0: Since yeah, since the Super Bowl win, and you know, with, with Peyton with the walk off, similar to Elway doing his walk off. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I will say, you know, uh, Elway is uh, forever has a special place with me uh, as a football player because he played high school football about 10 minutes from my house. uh, Oh, wow. Granada Hills. Yeah. So he, the stadium is named after him, Granada Hills high school. And uh, obviously, you know, all those years. uh, So we adopted him as a Valley boy. Uh, His dad coached football and coached uh, Mm -hmm. college football here. Uh, So, uh, but uh, I, I, I understand. I understand because it was just like, I mean, look at the procession of of quarterbacks that have come through. You know, you go backwards, Drew Locke, Peyton Paxton Lynch. I mean, it's just Trevor Simeon. I mean,
1: well, in trading up to get Paxton Lynch, yes. that was a really bad one because it was clear when you watched him, he shouldn't have been even like a third or fourth round quarterback. That spread offense in Memphis, just did, it, that, that doesn't translate to the NFL, and he didn't know how to read defenses. He did one thing. He threw the ball to one of five receivers. Yep. That was the entire game. So, no, I mean, then uh, we're hopeful. We're happy. We're excited. The and- past is the past.
0: And so uh, he, Russell Wilson used to got was famous for ending all his interviews with "Go Hawks." Did I didn't I didn't see the interview today on NFL Network? Did he finish it? Did he finish a Go Bronx.
1: Didn't see it.
0: Oh, okay. So we're gonna have to. So Familia, after you watch this, then watch that, and let's uh, let's catch up on that one on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I know. One thing he did say was that he wants to play for another ten to twelve years, and his goal is to win another four Super Bowls, and he wants to finish his career here. So I'm all for all of those things. Please do all of them. Can we start next year with a Super Bowl, please?
0: It'd be three for three. You know, with the team getting a getting a running getting a quarterback, uh, you know, a mercenary quarterback to come in and take over. So that that'd be the Rams won. So I'm good for a while. So if they.
1: Just no no Rams Broncos Super Bowl, please. That Rockies Red Sox year was hard enough for me.
0: Oh yeah, that ooh that would be, ooh, that house divided. Oh, that's just <laughs> uh, your your whole your your yeah every yourself is divided.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really. I was pretty much all Red Sox, but.
0: That was that that was quite a, that, and that was quite a run that the Rockies went on that year. So yes, it I, was. I remember watching a good chunk of those games, uh up close and personal because I was just like, oh my because the Dodgers and the Rockies were tied, virtually tied, and then the Rockies just never lost again for the rest of the season, like the I last two tw- weeks, two, three weeks of the season.
1: I think they won twenty two straight to yeah, close it out. That was incredible. That was a different team.
0: That was incredible. <laughs> just, yeah. So this week, this week, busy one of the busiest weeks of the year. I mean, just the uh, total frenzy. But you know what? I, I, I gotta say, I think there's a little bit of lacking, considering where we were on Sunday when we all got the tweet that that uh, that 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 the guy we we're I'm gonna call Tomas Patricio Brady, Tom Brady, that he was gonna unretire. So, uh, I, I thought, oh man, this is the first domino. that's stuff Shane Barrett. Como estamos mi amigo. Shane. What's up, buddy. (laughs) Ha ha. Thank you for tuning in. Um, but you know what, did you, did you kind of feel like, I mean, this was going to be just an absolute epic week that everybody was going to be signed by today. What was, what was kind of the feeling?
1: That's kind of how I felt too. I'm surprised that a Rob is still on the market. Got Juju still on the market. I'm kind of surprised. Like, the, my, I I think what happened, and we've probably and anybody who's watching this has probably seen this discussed at some point today. That that Christian Kirk deal really skewed things yeah. in the wide receiver market. So now, <laughs> so these guys are calling their just like, hold on a second. I uh, I want Christian Kirk money because we're waiting on the Patriots to sign somebody. Um, where's Al Robinson going to go? Is Juju going to? We've heard talk that Juju might end up in i almost at San Diego, but in LA with the chargers mm-hmm. there, are, I'm, I can't believe Marcus Mariota. Has not like, there hasn't been any news on what's going on with him. I don't know. It's been weird. Some names went that I didn't expect to go as soon, like Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor. And then there are guys that I expected to already be signed like Alan Robinson, Rashad Penny, guys I thought would already be with a team that are still kind of floating out there.
0: Melvin Gordon out there. I mean Melvin we'll Gordon. About, yeah, we'll talk about him. I mean, I felt like it felt like Brady was going to be the first domino to fall and a, a, a lot of stuff you know, I mean, they we'll talk about a player that came on with them. Uh you know, All of a sudden, but what a change! You know, they get back Ryan Jensen. Now there's already talk that Rob Gronkowski is coming back. I mean, it's just they're getting the band back together, and this is this is going to be a fun team again. This is a team that threw 719 times last year. Brady threw 719 times last year, 43 touchdowns, over 5,300 yards. I mean, this this is awesome to think that just in a few days they went from looking like a total rebuild at, with Kyle Trask, and now it's like they got the goat and let's let's run it up again. So I love it. I love it. Um, oh, go ahead. You were going to say something.
1: Oh, I'm just I'm excited about it. I'm glad he came back. I think it's good for the game. Um, and uh, dude, the guy's playing out of his mind. How can you not be excited for this?
0: One of the best. He's going to be
1: 45 years old. He just had an almost career year at 44. I'm 40 and I feel like I'm going to break something walking up the stairs some days. <laughs> so like for him to be, and I don't, because now we have this weird expectation that some of these guys like Aaron Rodgers, well, he's definitely playing until he's 42 or 43. You realize nobody before Brady was successful doing this. We had Steve DeBerg who played into his forties. I mean, He wasn't great into his forties. George Blanda, I mean, he had numbers on volume because he played, what, 47? I think yeah. is when he finally – 47, 48 is when he finally retired. This is – what Brady's doing is unprecedented, and to have him back is an amazing thing. It's great for the game. And in redraft, man, I'm kind of all over him because he's – the value you're going to get out of Brady and what you're probably going to get from a point standpoint. I mean, he he could easily be a top-five quarterback again this year.
0: Oh, I think it's – I think it goes without saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there, there's nothing to say. You're, there's nothing standing in the way another 5,000 yard season. It's really not. No. I, mean, I mean, we'll talk about Godwin in a little bit, but um, he, when it comes to him, he's got all everything, every, everything set up for him and him physically, he's not having a knee surgery like he did last year he's just, he has a regular off season to just be ready. So, uh, no, I, I think, I think it's, uh, and, and Shane hates him. So, uh, sorry, Shane. <laughs> um, but you know what, I think actually the, 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 what we expected was a ripple effect. And we're kind of like on, on red alert just in case it breaks during this show was, is Deshaun Watson there there earlier today, there was talk, uh, from Jay Glazer of Fox, um, mentioned that there was going to be a possibility that he was going to be signed today. I'm not signed traded today to one of the Falcons, Panthers, saints, maybe even the Browns. Uh, It's not, it hasn't happened because right now we're recording. It's almost 10 o'clock on the East coast. So doesn't look like it's going to happen. Shane's still at the gym. Uh, Shane, if you see something, text you, text, text us. Um, uh, but, uh, seriously, I mean, it feels like he might be hold, holding things up a little bit, um, with, with some of the, with some of the other quarterbacks with Mariota and Jameis Winston. Do, do, do you think so?
1: Oh, definitely. Because I think, I mean, obviously it, so, so it sounds like Baker's on the move. Yeah. So Cleveland's going to be in the market for a quarterback. Indy's going to be in the market for a quarterback. We already know that they moved Wentz. I mean, it, it's gotta be, these guys are waiting to see. Because like Mariota probably would prefer to go to Cleveland or Indy, but he's got to see what happens. And these other teams are just like, hold on. And what's the market going to be for these quarterbacks once Watson moves? Just I think he ends up in Atlanta, personally.
0: That would be I just amazing.
1: have my my gut tells me he's friends with the Blank family from his high school days. There's a reason that he took that meeting. And I think that that's going to draw guys like Allen Robinson. That's why I think the wide receiver market's kind of on hold right now. Why these guys like hold on? Because if he lands somewhere like Atlanta where they're looking for receivers, they just lost Russell Gage. Calvin Ridley obviously suspended indefinitely. They don't have Julio Jones. They've got Ola Mizzikias. So they can afford to. I mean, yes, Shane. <laughs> The but these, uh, if he ends up in Atlanta, could you see him getting Julio and Allen Robinson or Julio and Juju or Juju and Allen Robinson? I mean, yes, they've got Kyle Pitts, but then maybe they oh, go he, after a running back.
0: They'd see, they'd see major, major uh a major triple team on on Kyle Pitts. No, he's going to need some help. He needs a couple receivers, especially yes. if Watson's there. He's a Georgia boy, so he's he, he would. I mean, it'd be going home. Apparently, I heard something recently that he was a ball boy for the for the Falcons. So
1: yeah, it well, that's, be interesting. He, he got he got to know the Blank family. That's right. When he was a ball boy, so that's what that's kind of why I'm leaning Atlanta. I would like to see him in Cleveland with Amari Cooper. People's Jones and Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb, like, oh, that would, but he's not. I can't see him going to Cleveland. I
0: can't. I keep thinking about the fact that they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna trade him to the NFC. I I just don't see them sending him to the AFC. uh, I don't either. I look at, I, I think about the possibility. I do. I can see the Falcons. I could see Carolina too, because I think they're going to be aggressive to try and get a quarterback, and they're going to give up a, a high draft pick. So, um, I, if you know uh, Baker to Indy, you uh, want to see, you you want to become a, a a Colts fan, right? So, Shane, <laughs> we'll put we'll, make, we'll, we'll we'll get you we'll get you a Baker jersey and Frank Darby. No, I think I think that would be uh, that would be interesting because it it does feel like. A, a lot of stuff, uh, you know. I do think that there's some things that that Indy is waiting to happen, so that they could get. Unless they're waiting on a quarterback in the draft, which I don't know if that that would be exactly it. So I look at them, and and it's just like it. it how amazing is it that it really looks like they're walking away from Baker Mayfield? I,
1: I th- I think it's interesting given his injury history. Yeah, I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. I like Baker Mayfield, <clears throat> but I also think that maybe the situation in Cleveland just isn't good. This team and this organization just keeps making these egregious mistakes on players, on coaches. And I'm not necessarily saying that Svansky's is a mistake as a coach, but what they did today and how they belittled Baker Mayfield publicly with, uh, we want our next quarterback to be an adult. Like, <laughs> oh, right. I just in the <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I don't think the Browns will be good in my lifetime. I'm only 40. So I got a way, I got a ways to go. I also don't think they will be good in my son Jackson's lifetime, and he's only four. The way this organization is run is just and I think Baker will be better out of it. I think Indy's a really good situation for him. He's got weapons. He's got Jonathan Taylor. They need to get a tight end, but it's overall a good situation. Maybe they go get Austin Hooper since the Browns released him today.
0: Good line, everything. I mean, they've just got all, the, you know, so many yep. pieces, good defense. So yep. uh, that would be interesting. And, the, and the, the Colts could get him on the cheap a little bit. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you, you never know. It's, it's crazy to think he was the number one pick in the draft. You know, just, uh, just three, four years ago. And now all of a sudden it's just, it could be moving on. It's just uh, utterly incredible. Utterly yeah. incredible. Well, speaking of moving on, we had free agency. We already talked about how the dominoes started with, with uh, Tom Brady. I'm going to go, we're going to go position by position, starting with the quarterbacks. Uh, Mitch, you've got the jersey on. So Mitchell Trubisky or which I, I heard him on rich eyes and he said he's okay with Mitch Trubisky too. So, all uh, right. perfect. Uh, so we could go either way. Now, now we're, we're, we're okay. It's been documented. Uh They wanted a quarterback with some mobility and Trubisky went for 421 rushing yards on 68 attempts back in 2018, slowed things down the, the, the years after that. I, you know, I, did he, is he just this the absence of the, the heart gro- makes the hearth grow fonder <laughs> because the year off, it seemed like he becomes, he became better by taking a year off. How amazing is this?
1: Well, so I think that it's twofold. Yes. We're kind of distanced from him being so bad those couple of years in Chicago, but also we're looking at Matt Nagy and what he did last season and how much of a mess that was. And there's a little bit of, well, hold on a second. Is this um, Ryan Tannehill all over again? Matt Nagy was just a really bad coach. <clears throat> and the one good season that Trubisky did have was in spite of Nagy. And then he couldn't do anything about it. And maybe he's a better quarterback. I mean, the, the, having him go to a team like Pittsburgh, a stable franchise, it had three head coaches in their history, yeah. which is insane. Tomlin, has made the playoffs 15, no, they missed, but they have had, they've been at least 500 every single season of his tenure, 15 years. That's the most stability you're going to find in the NFL. There isn't a franchise like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mitchell Trubisky is going to thrive on this team. I'm just going to say it now. He's going to thrive. I don't think he's necessarily a QB one. But he's like a mid-range QB2 for super flex. I could see this it. This year. I could see I, it. Uh, he could. I mean, who knows? He could sneak into that QB1 territory. I mean, he's got Najee Harris. He's got Patty Muth. He's got a really good defense that's getting better. He's got an improved offensive line already. Everything about that situation is better than what he had in Chicago.
0: What about, and, and we haven't, we haven't even talked about Deontay Johnson, you know, could he just be, you know, Deontay Johnson take another leap. I mean, he's, he's that good possession type of receiver that Allen Robinson had a 98 catch 1147 yard season with Trubisky throwing to him. Does that elevate these guys? And could he possibly could chase Claypool be a little bit of a, you know, some somewhat of a uh, not, not a reclamation project, but maybe a sleeper for this year.
1: I think so. Trubisky, I mean, we're talking about Big Ben. We can talk about if he's a Hall of Fame quarterback or not. You can't deny that he was a very, very good quarterback. But at the end of his career, the last like two, three seasons, you kind of wondered, like, how is he getting on the field every week? Like he looks like he hurts. He can't move in the pocket anymore. His arm is a shell of what it's been. And these guys were still fantasy viable. Now you've got Mitchell Trubisky with an arm. I think these guys are going to have good – I I love Deontay Johnson. I love his talent. I think he fits well with Trubisky. Uh, I think same with Claypool. Uh, I think both of those guys are kind of bumped up. Claypool I think could be kind of a sleeper. I mean we all expected things out of him. In 2021, we didn't get, but I think we might get them in 2022.
0: No, I I agree, and I I I do like Deontay a lot this year. Just you know, after I looked at the numbers with uh, that Allen Robinson put up with Trubisky as his quarterback, and you know what, the Steelers are a solid organization with really good coaches who know how to, and and great stability with Mike Tomlin. So, uh, I could see them, you know. Doing doing good things with Trubisky. I mean, is he? Yeah, you're right. Is he going to be a top 10 quarterback for fantasy? No, but yeah, I could see him having uh, occasionally having the, you know, top five, uh, top five week because he'll, you know, rush in some touchdown, rush in a touchdown or two and throw one or two. But, uh, yeah, I think he's going to settle into that, you know, 10 to 15 range and just and possibly be a solid guy uh, because of the weapons. And, yeah, there, there's just going to be, you know, little solo improvements on the offensive line, and, and we're still going to see. Uh, just a shout-out on a comment from uh, from Shane. Peyton Manning is probably the player that I have owned in fantasy more than anybody else, any at, at least quarterbacks. Uh because I've played, I played throughout his career, and I had him a whole bunch. Except I didn't have him that year, that magical year that that he set the that he set all those records. That was the one year I didn't right. have him.
1: Yes, that's the one year I've had him. <laughs> he was just never a guy I drafted for some reason. And yeah, you're right. I actually probably can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know what? And, and so I think there, I think there is some optimism in Pittsburgh. I mean, we've got and you know we've got backups that signed this week uh we talked about teddy bridgewater going to miami Mm -hmm. tyrod taylor going to the giants which would be three years in a row that uh the starting core if if daniel jones finds himself it would be three years in a row that tyrod taylor goes to a place. And the start and and the, that team finds its starting quarterback. So and he, he, <laughs> the young quarterback kind of finds himself. Though so the other two did it as rookies, uh, Justin Herbert and Davis Mills. But Jameis Winston, I mean, if is is he just the the uh, the the backup, the backup prize, uh, you know, second place for uh, anybody for anybody between the Saints and the Panthers and the Falcons, whoever doesn't get. Uh, De- doesn't get Deshaun uh, uh, Watson?
1: I mean, probably. <sighs> I, J- Jameis Winston is interesting to me because I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. What have we seen? I mean, he had a 30-30 season and then yeah. this past season, he looked great for a couple games. Then he just like completely imploded. Do we think he can put it together for an entire season? I think the place that he could put it together for an entire season would probably be New Orleans. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think he might end up. I don't think he ends up in Indy. I don't think that's a place that would go after him. He just doesn't seem to fit the mold, the culture, the team. I could see him in Carolina and actually being like somewhat successful. I think Atlanta might not be a bad fit for him if they're looking. Because at this point, you've told Matt Ryan, we're out on you
0: that is that is amazing to think that they're te- that they're doing that because the fact that wherever if they were to get Deshaun Watson at that point they're not trading him to the Texans because they've got they've already got their young quarterback they're not going to spend big money right. on a quarterback so they're going to have to send him somewhere else uh so that, Indy? that again that's in indie yeah very much the possibility uh i even heard at one point um on a Browns podcast uh, with Mary Kay Cabot, Matt Ryan to the Browns as a possibility as a bridge quarterback. So I don't, I don't know if that, I
1: mean, possibly.
0: Yeah. So I think
1: I personally think he should retire, but (laughs) I don't know, man, he seems done. He just doesn't have it. And I, I worry that Matt Ryan's actually going to get like hurt. Like, Uh, especially in Atlanta's offensive line has been so bad. Poor guy. Tom Brady ruined his career, man.
0: <sighs> I had what? money on that game. I had money on the Falcons in that game and it just, I, I still have pain whenever I hear that game. So 28 to three. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Hotline. Oh, but
1: awful.
0: the Braves won the world series. So you're, you know, that, 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 that should help.
1: There is that. <laughs>
0: um another one Marcus Mariota I mean he, he's another guy that feels like they're way he's another door prize uh for someone who does for the team that doesn't get Deshaun Watson um honestly like the Panthers if they don't get Deshaun Watson can they do Sam Darnold again uh or, or do they have to go and you know draft the draft a rookie I mean it, that one's just that was just bizarre because it seems like Matt Rule's coaching for his life
1: Well, Matt Rule is definitely coaching for his life. Yeah, no, he is. I don't know. Like, if they don't get Watson, I mean, Mariota probably fits that system okay. They can't roll out Darnold again. They can't. But they might not have a choice. Because, I mean, they're not going to land. They're not going to go out and trade for Matt Ryan. They're they're not going to get Jameis Winston. (sighs) They have to either get Mariota. I mean, I Gardner Minshew.
0: Ooh, I mean, Minshew Mania.
1: I could, uh, I mean, that offense was mostly chaos last year anyway. I mean, it was, I couldn't get much worse than it was with Darnold. <clears throat> Darnold's just a bad quarterback. And I was really excited about the move to Carolina. And man, I was so wrong.
0: Probably my so, biggest miss. Yeah, I was really hopeful for him. I mean, I was buying the hype that it, that it was going to work. And uh, I mean, I guess it wasn't just Adam Gaze. I mean, he had a couple of good games, but it was the rushing upside that helped him on those. It wasn't so much the passing. And I mean, it, it just he really regressed. I mean, getting to watch him at USC, and I don't love USC football. I'm a UCLA fan, but watching him, I mean, it did not. He did not have that playmaking ability anymore. And I don't know if maybe it's just that was gone from, you know, that the NFL figured him out. So that that that's tough. And it, I mean, he's what that like twenty five. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know he's a young one.
0: Oh, we know Shane's happy on that one. Buzzer beater. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Luca. Luca time.
1: Man, um, I, the last time I watched the NBA, this guy still played.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a little wild. That's just a little wild.
1: That's Darnold's little 24. Wild. He's only 24. He'll turn 25 June 5th. So
0: 25 years old, and he's probably already going to be relegated to backup duty. So, uh, well paid. Well paid. Josh
1: Rosen was a cautionary tale that he didn't listen to.
0: Josh Rosen, I remember their last game, the last UCLA USC game that featured both those quarterbacks. They were both. It was both. You know, both were going to be in the top ten. Josh Rosen absolutely outplayed Sam Darnold in that game, and it was just. it, It was not close and just never ne- and Rosen never never uh never figured it out uh Darnold never yeah I never thought that both of them would be washing out before uh at at an age younger than Shane so uh Shane who's oh, well <laughs> <laughs> mi amigo mi amigo. so wait
1: he's older than Sam Darnold and I'm literally to the day the exact same age as Ben Roethlisberger
0: Oh, exactly.
1: So I'm uh, old. Shane's young. Must be nice.
0: <laughs> I wish. I know to be to be in your in your 20s again. That I'd <sighs> I'd, I'd love that for a, a week. That'd be yeah. awesome.
1: <laughs> just yeah, but just a week is enough.
0: Well, speaking of guys in their 20s, because a lot of them get ancient uh, by the age of 26 as running backs, and so we had some movement on the running backs. But one of the moves that stayed that maybe. Become a pretty valuable guy, both in redraft, and I actually have him on a dynasty league that uh on a rebuild team that I, I may actually start auctioning him off. James Connor, sticking oh. around in Arizona because of the fact, and and it's valuable because Chase Edmonds left for Miami. 18 touchdowns. How you know how it does this? Gives me a little bit of excitement, not just because I have him on uh on. You know, on dynasty, I feel like I don't think I'm not expecting 18 touchdowns again, but there's some there's some meat out there for him.
1: I can see the 18 18 touchdowns again, but what they need to do is go out and get someone other than Eno Benjamin to yeah. back him up because they need someone that can take consistent carries away from him. And he did really well when Edmonds went down and he got that full load, but it was only for really like half a season that he got that but I could see him having similar numbers. They just get someone to spell him enough to keep him on the field. It's the only thing keeping him from having an RB one season, that's it. Just staying on the field.
0: Yeah. He was RB five last year. He ended up yep. with uh 239 total touches uh, over a thousand, about 1100 yards. So total yards uh, with the 18 touchdowns. I mean, yep. Chase Edmonds leaves behind 903 total yards and 159 touches you know, yeah, you know, Benjamin, I I could see them going into the draft and grabbing somebody because this this feels like a draft that some guys are going to fall to the second, third, maybe even fourth round and still have some value for you. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it was Ramondre Stevenson went in the fourth round last yes. year, and I think you could get not, not I mean, not that, uh, that type of value in the draft, and I could I could totally see that happening with this team.
1: Well, there are going to be guys like on Ely floating around in that range, mm. and jerry on is my favorite running back in this class back in like sleeper running back um but man he would be a great fit in that offense a little shifty back that can run routes line up in the slot do whatever they need him to do man that would oh, oh i'm so excited about that just <laughs> perfect because i have a piece about dream landing spots for rookies coming up and i know who i'm gonna write about now
0: Oh, Linda Lindellians, uh, Nuestra Amiga. She's, uh, yeah, lighting one up for Johnny Hecker. Pouring one out. Oh, Born no. Out. And he had a great playoffs. He, the entire playoffs, he was fantastic, great in the Super Bowl. Uh, he's definitely a football player. Johnny Hecker, salud, brother. You you earned that ring. Enjoy that ring. Enjoy that ring. But Linda, sorry, at least they still have Matt Gay. Okay, so they still have Matt Gay for now. And yeah, and there are plenty of uh, there are plenty of leagues in Spain, apparently, that are all kicker leagues, kickers and punters. So got to love that. (laughs) But uh, sticking with running backs, Chase Edmonds going to Miami. This one is another one that's kind of that's I mean, he's going into a committee because that's what. Kyle Shanahan and and his dad Mike Shanahan what they did I mean they turned out running backs. And Edmonds had a couple of games in week 16 and 17 when Tr- James Conner was out where he had 24 and 23 touchdowns uh, touches uh, total touches respectively. Uh, you know they they did just get Raheem Mostert but how are, what's the what's what's your uh, this this says a little bit of uh there there could be a little bit of excitement here.
1: Um, uh, I'm not excited, not uh, I'm actually lower on Edmonds now than I would have been if he had stayed in Arizona with James Conner. I just like what you were saying is that Miami nobody ever comes out of that backfield and emerges as like a yes, my RB1. We thought Miles Gaskin might do it last year. He didn't do it. We saw Salvin Ahmed. We saw Jordan Howard. We saw weird stuff in that offense. So, no. I think Chase Edmonds just kind of, eh. Probably like a RB 35 to 38 to 40 finish. Nothing exceptional. I think we see Miles Gaskin getting a lot of carries. I think we see Raheem Mostert getting a decent amount of carries if he can stay on the field. And Raheem Mostert, like honestly, is probably the guy in that offense if he can stay on the field. He's the most powerful, most talented runner in that backfield right now.
0: Oh, and he's I in mean my it's, opinion. And it's one thing, it's one thing that Mike McDaniel, you know, signed him. You know, it, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, he signed Edmonds, he signed uh he signed Mostert. So, but Mostert is coming from his old place. So and he didn't give him a cheap contract, he gave him three million dollars. So that's not uh That's not to be trifled with. Yeah, definitely a different, different coaching staff. I mean, and and actually, you know what, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they grabbed somebody late in the draft and kind of an Elijah Mitchell type. Mm -hmm. So never know, never know, never know. Now, one that kind of hurt, and and this is kind of like a turnabout. You you saw you talked about the Randy Gregory kind of like the was going to Dallas, then all of a sudden he's he's staying with uh you know he's he's gonna stay in Dallas, then he decides he's gonna go to the go to the Broncos. J.D. McKissick seemed like he was signed, sealed, and delivered to the Bills, and then today does an about face. And yesterday, Twitter, I saw we actually saw Antonio Gibson trending, mm-hmm. and. I, all of a sudden, it's just like you know, it's just kind of like total deflate emoji. Uh, how much does this uh, th- does this really just kind of you know mess up mess with uh, Antonio Gibson's total touches and his and his value? I, I was I was thinking he's going to be on RB one, but now I just don't see it.
1: Uh, I don't necessarily know that McKissick's going to ultimately sign with Washington. I saw something today where someone said, or later this afternoon evening, someone said. Hold on, hold on on McKissick. And it was a check mark. So Ooh. we'll see what happens. Maybe he does stay. Maybe he does stay in Washington. But either way, I don't know that I care. Um, they're going to want to run the ball more than throw. And Gibson's forte is running the ball. McKissick's forte is catching passes. Gibson's probably going to be okay. I mean, I wouldn't worry too much about him. I think he could finish as an RB1. I.
0: Well, yeah it, especially if McKissick walks away I mean yeah because this was, is this was a guy who ate, had 80 catches two mm-hmm. two seasons ago so Gibson did end up with 52 total targets last year so about three a game and 42 catches so decent numbers I think everybody's been wanting just kind of like that monster Christian McCaffrey type of year but um I mean, number one, he needs to stay healthy because he, he's battled the injuries the, the, the last few years. They definitely used the hell out of him at the end of the mm-hmm. season there, so, uh, you know. I mean,
1: Gibson was an overall RB1 last season in PPR and standard, so that's not yeah. – that's with McKissick and with Taylor Heineke at quarterback, and I say that, but I still think that Taylor Heineke is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz and that Heineke will ultimately end up starting by like week five or week six.
0: Oh, that would just be painful. That would just be painful. Oh, I, cause I, I, I did not enjoy the Tyler and Taylor Heineke experience. Just did not enjoy that experience. It was, oh.
1: I it, didn't mind it. I, it was, I mean, a kid who didn't think that he was ever going to get a shot in the NFL to get a call one day and like, Hey, by the way, we're looking for a quarterback. Yeah. It's like the emergency goalie situation where it's like, yes. I'm steep from accounting and I had four saves for the Blackhawks tonight. What? <laughs> so I don't I just don't I don't buy Wentz. I think we end up with Heineke by like, seriously, like week four or week five, unless they go out and get another backup and do something with Heineke. I just don't see it. But I think that's good for Gibson because they're going to have to just run the ball a ton.
0: That would just be, uh, it would be, it would be good for Gibson. I was just really hoping that, uh, you know, maybe Wentz with his deep ball could actually unlock Terry McLaurin there for a bit. So,
1: I mean, you never know. You never know.
0: Yeah, but you know there, and, and the, I was I was kind of listing out the guys who still haven't signed. I mean, Deontay Foreman, he's going to be a backup for CMC. I think that kind of throws off Chuba Hubbard, uh, yeah. any any kind of value for him. But I mean, these are names that are still out there: Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette. I think it's just a matter of time before he goes back to Tampa. Rashad Penny, Cordell Patterson, Sony Michelle, Ronald Jones, Jarek McKinnon. I mean, that's there's some talent there that's gonna that's gonna go somewhere. I, I'm actually a little bit shocked that that more of these guys haven't signed even like one-year deals right now.
1: So, I, yeah, I am too. I think Melvin Gordon's looking for a winning situation. Doesn't sound like mm. it's going to be in Denver. Even though there was chatter that he was coming back, it doesn't sound like he is. I could see the Bills now that they're out on McKissick or McKissick's out on them going after Cordero Patterson or Ronald Jones or even Jarek McKinnon because he kind of fits that pass-catching role. Mm, yes. I also wouldn't be surprised to see Jarek McKinnon go back to Kansas City, mostly because I think CEH is a joke and they need something in that running game, and he's never gonna provide it. Or Cordarell Patterson. I don't hate that.
0: That would be very interesting to see that. Uh, because it would be a combo helping him out in the running game, and then also just going, you know. <laughs> spreading out wide and getting getting some catches so i think he'd he he could be very uh, yeah can you imagine what andy reed would do with him oh
1: no it would be they and they need that other option they need it so bad in that offense yeah and like i think leonard fournette's back to tampa bay now
0: yeah back
1: lenny's back Uh, they're just gonna they're gonna they're bringing the they're putting the band back together is what they're doing yeah so
0: And Penny, it makes too much sense that he goes back to Seattle. I I think at this point it does on a one-year deal, something like that. I could see totally see that one happening.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I figure like Houston's probably gonna. I I could see Sony Michelle to Houston. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me because obviously Rex Burkett is not the seventeen-game answer at running back there.
0: Sexy Rexy. I almost lost a, uh, I almost lost a playoff game with the uh, with they were going against uh, going against uh, Rex Burkhead, and it was just going to be so painful. Luckily, somebody on somebody on my team went off, and it just it it would have been so utterly painful. It just oh. uh,
1: I won two playoff matchups with Rex Burkhead.
0: Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that week! Oh, that week was so special. But yeah, that's going to be something I'm going to keep an eye on, and and I'm going to do a. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an article probably on Friday, uh, assuming some of these guys come in. Uh, I'm gonna p- put together an article on where everybody landed with a little bit of uh, analysis as to you know what we can expect from them. Uh, but yeah, I could see some plenty of these guys moving. I mean, it, it may just come down. I mean, it, it, it's so crazy. A lot of this could come down to Deshaun Watson. Uh-huh. So uh, all of a sudden, you know, teams open up the bank book because they want to get get him in there. Um, and speaking of opening up the bank, you know, the bank account, the checking account, the, the the Jags, you know, I know they've gotten a lot of laugh emojis for the contract to Christian Kirk, a four-year deal that's paying him like a wide receiver one when the guy uh-huh. didn't even get break a thousand yards last year. Could they be getting, could they be getting, because of the quantity, could they end up with quality? Because now they've got, you know, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, who got a, a crazy contract, three years and 24 million. Uh, but you know what? I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fault players because it's like, you know what? You got to get paid when you can go for oh, it. Yes.
1: hundred yes. percent.
0: But now here's the wide receiver room. You got those two, you got Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chanel, and who knows if they they add somebody in the draft? I mean, is there an alpha in there that that Trevor that could help unlock Trevor Lawrence? Are they going to force Christian Kirk to be that try and be that alpha, which doesn't usually work with teams <laughs> when teams trying no. to like elevate a, elevate a receiver?
1: Well, they're paying him like an alpha, yeah. so I'm assuming they expect him to be an alpha. And I feel like Christian Kirk thinks he can be an alpha, so I guess we'll see. I mean, outside of him, Marvin Jones, isn't it? Obviously, Zay Jones, isn't it? As much as I want Lavisca Schnault to be it, it sounds like they're open to trading him. So I don't know. It's this feels like. What was this about, <laughs> Shane? <laughs> anyway, throw yeah, feel free. Enough. Come on, come on. I, I, the,
0: the floor is yours
1: enough for enough for the peanut gallery all right Shane I just think it's interesting what they're doing I feel like what they're trying to do is put as much receiving talent around Trevor Lawrence figure out what works best for him at the NFL level as far as what's in a receiver and then go from there like maybe maybe Zay Jones does light it up maybe Zay Jones has like a 1500 yard 15 touchdown season where he has 160 targets and 115 to 120 catches we don't know I mean, the NFL is crazy. Anything could happen. Trevor Lawrence hasn't had the opportunity to work with a plethora of different talents in the NFL. I kind of feel like they're like throwing stuff in a wall and seeing what sticks. And then when they find out what sticks, they're going to go get more of that for Trevor Lawrence.
0: I, you know, and I could see that. And, uh, you know, year two, and actually next week I'm going to break down year two quarterbacks with a couple other friends of ours. Um, previewing Joey Wright and uh, Jay Felicio. Uh, I, I, and and that is usually the time that that teams have the the quarterbacks have that that jump uh, when they're gonna when they and I think that's gonna be hoped for and a little bit expected of Trevor Lawrence because uh, but he was so bad last year things were so awful around him. I think almost teams could give him a pass if, you know, and hope for the year three jump, like John, Josh Allen had. So yeah. that one, I, I hope, I, I hope that it's getting, you know, getting plenty of guys around him and get, get him more of a line, get him more line. more yes. please, You know, I
1: feel like they'll address that in the draft though.
0: I could see that. I could see that. This is a deep draft for offensive linemen. Get them, yes. get, get them, get them healthy and everything yep. like that. Um. Well, we talked about the Browns a little bit, Amari Cooper, even though they, even though things are uncertain and I'm sure they probably, if any wheels were in motion last, you know, last weekend when they made this deal grabbing Amari Cooper for the Browns, uh, no matter who the quarterback is, this is a guy, yes, he's making big money, but he's playing at age 27, uh, which I think is Shane's age. Uh, and, there's no Jarvis Landry on the team. It's really only Donovan Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz, unless they they draft guys. And there's talk about them grabbing Chris Olave. But I love the possibility of him getting a lot of targets with the Browns next year. Uh, I, you know, again, it's going to depend on who the quarterback is, uh, especially if it's not uh, the, if it's a tr- downgrade from Baker Mayfield. But I just think volume. Could volume really just uh, you know get get us make make Amari Cooper a little bit of a value play next year?
1: I hope so, but I'm cautious because of what we saw with Odell Beckham. Yeah, where just like it just didn't mesh, didn't work. But Amari Cooper's not that massive personality. Um, I suppose as long as Akeem Talib isn't on the field, I don't know. I I think that. No matter who the quarterback is, he's in for probably 140 to 160 targets I see over the season. I think he's probably good for 100 catches, probably a thousand yards. I don't know where the touchdowns are going to come, but they probably will. I'm okay with. I mean, I think mid, like mid wide receiver, too. Is kind of where I'm expecting him to land at the end of next season, unless. Unless they go out and get, like, Marcus Mariota, then, I mean, he could have a, a much bigger year than that.
0: And I'd, I'd love to see him healthy because he had a lot of nagging injuries during the season. So that just kind of – I think that slowed him down. There were several weeks where it was kind of like there were questions whether he was going to play at all. Mm-hmm. And he he, you know, he kind of soldiered through and he was able to play. So I just – I look at him and I'm kind of like – He's a sleeper candidate. I could I could see him going in like the you know wide receiver twenty to you know twenty to early thirties range and potentially being because unless they get some more help, I think he's going to be a target hog. Um, We got another prove it deal, DJ Chark on a one year on a one year deal. Played only three games last year. Going to Detroit. I. I I got to I got to admit I'm a little bit put off by everybody all of a sudden jumping off the Amon Ross St Brown I mean I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one but I could see him in the two maybe low three range and still having an, an ex a, a very good season next year even with DJ Chark uh, you know on, on that side and and a healthy TJ Hawkinson and a healthy DeAndre Swift I. Uh, I mean, I can see. I I want to see DJ Chark be healthy, but I'm not ready to jump off the 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 St. Brown the ASB bandwagon.
1: So I wrote a piece a couple weeks ago. Um, overvalued wide receivers, early overvalued wide receivers. Ooh. Now Amon Ra was one of them, but it's not because I don't. I think he has like that mid wide receiver two ceiling coming into 2022, given. Now with the Chark signing, with Hawkinson and Swift, and Cephas is coming back. Don't forget about Quentin Cephas, who was yeah. starting to look really sharp before he got hurt. But people are drafting him like he's a wide receiver one.
0: Yeah, that's local. His ADP,
1: that's crazy to me. But realistically, yeah, dude, that wide receiver two value is there. Like his ceiling is still solid as long as his ADP kind of adjusts to that, which I feel like it will like we're watching, we're seeing drafts in March. Like obviously we haven't even really gone through free agency yet. So we don't know a lot of what's going to happen. He's going to be good. He's going to be good. Wide receiver to ceiling. There's nothing wrong with that
0: and for chark i'd like to see him healthy we we've seen Mm -hmm. jared goff support two receivers get a thousand yards in fact in the Mm -hmm. super bowl season he was probably uh before he got hurt cooper cup and was going to be the third receiver in that group to get a thousand yards so we you know we've seen it happen there's going to be improvement They they've got a great offensive line Uh, yeah i think you're right i think saint brown is a guy who's uh if if people are talking about drafting him in the first round now no 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 no, no, no right. lo hagas no lo hagas but uh or i mean as a wide receiver one but definitely i think things will cool on him by the time you know through best ball season and getting it by the time we hit redraft but uh dj chark i, I mean he's a guy that i could see grabbing at the, you know grabbing in the double digit rounds just as a flyer just in case cuz you know it wasn't that long ago 2019 that he was uh, that he was pretty good so i know it was 20 yep. yeah 2019 and 2020 one guy that that had an outstanding finish and and is going to get a i think he could get overheated is russell gage going to the bucks you know one of the one of those that wh- one of those dominoes that fell after tb12 came back these are his targets from week 13 on 12 6 11 5 5 and 13 uh for the Falcons last year. Ooh, I mean it, it was you had a Antonio Brown averaged almost uh, almost 9 targets a game while he, in the 7 games that he played that he played for the 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 Bucks. I don't know if he gets 9 a game, but 7 to 8, I could see him being a nice wide receiver 3 there for
1: people. Mm. No, I don't. Ha- I like Russell Gage's talent. I've wanted him to get an opportunity like this. And this is a great opportunity, especially with Godwin probably starting on IR. <clears throat> the targets are going to be there. Everybody wants to love Ty Johnson, Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller in that offense. Neither one of those guys are remotely close to as talented as Russell Gage. And with Tom Brady and he can support three wide receivers. I think that's something people don't remember or understand from some of the earlier days in his career. He was supporting three wide receivers in that New England offense.
0: Yep, yep, and he and he can do. It. I mean, there's seven. You're talking about 700 passes in a season, 700 targets going out there. So uh, I mean that it, that that's easily, and you're going to have Chris Godwin who uh, I'm going to have uh, Dr. Edwin Porras coming up uh, soon. And we're going to talk about all those late season ACL injuries and kind of like, what's the 2022 outlook. Chris Godwin was one of them. I, I believe it was week 16. Yeah, I think it was week 16 or 17 that he, that he blew, blew out toward his ACL. And it's kind of like, usually they say it's a year for those injuries to get to heal up. And that would be week 16 or 17 of 2022 right. so i mean i'm like that's going to open up a lot of targets for for this guy for russell gage yep. and for mike evans mike evans i'm so pumped for him
1: people love to fade mike evans every year and i was one of those guys but man he just he just does it he's automatic yeah. 1000
0: yards Thousand yards, and he's gonna be he's gonna be a beast at the uh, in, in, you know, at in, in the red zone. So gotta love that. So you know, but now we still got some big names, and we just had a big name who got added to that, Julio Jones, released by the Titans. And which, you know, if you got AJ Brown shares in Dynasty, how are you feeling
1: right now? Pretty good, pretty happy that Julio's gone, even though he didn't really cut in. But the perception was he could have, and if a healthy season out of Julio, and he could have, including if they kept him around.
0: And I'd love to see a healthy season out of AJ Brown because that Mm -hmm. was that you know he definitely had he the games that he was healthy he was extraordinary and he was great in their playoff game he had a fantastic touchdown catch yes so I I I look at him I could see them adding another wide receiver somewhere either through free agency or through the draft uh, but. Uh that's that's, that's going to be one. And Julio, a, a, a baseball scout once told me, he said, older players, maybe they can't show play every day, or in this case, every week, you know, show up and be 100% every week. But there are days that they could still show up and they can have the games like they did when they were younger. And I wonder if maybe Julio Jones has one or two of those games in him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know but now we're looking at uh, he's available alan robinson who we'd love to see sign somewhere because that that last year was a, just a bad offense for him mm-hmm. juju uh maybe trying to repair things after after his injury will fuller another another injury reclamation project odell beckham uh you'll know yeah. say on that one getting hurt in the super bowl second acl on the same knee Ugh, that one's tough
1: yeah. I mean, I, I, we kind of touched on it earlier. I feel like these wide receivers are waiting to see where Deshaun Watson lands yeah. and if they can sign with said team. So I don't think we have any clarity on these guys until after Deshaun moves. And we've probably got two or three more days before we see these guys start to hit different spots. I just feel like everything's on hold. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it, it is funny. I, I feel like I always used to say that free NFL free agency is a million times better than, than MLB free agency because – NFL free agency and NBA, the stars sign immediately. So, Mm -hmm. and and there are still some guys, I don't know if these guys are stars, but these guys are, are good, solid players who are going to contribute and they, they're still hanging in the wind. So hopefully by like Friday, things are kind of settled out because then we have to go and go back to overhyping the NFL draft, which, you know, is is by law is what we need to do between now and the end of april so we're uh, bound by contract
1: to do yes it. exactly you have no choice
0: exactly um speaking of which I'll get your fa- get your fantasy point subscription uh if i mean that 22 <laughs> uh but you know we had a couple of t- tight ends sign evan ingram to jacksonville another jacksonville signing cj uzoma uh you know Neither one of them was was a top 12 tight end last year, so neither one was a tight end one. Uzoma definitely flashed at the end of the season and during the playoffs. Uh, I remember last year because it, there were so many speaking of Uzoma because it was there were so many people coming from San Francisco to take over the offense for the Jets. There was all this talk that they could they could feature the tight end the way the 49ers teach, featured Kittle. Uh Any hope for him? Any hope for Ingram uh, to be more than maybe like a daily fantasy guy?
1: I don't like Evan Ingram, so I'm just going to get that out there. Uh, I'm not a fan either. I'm not a fan. He just – he doesn't catch so many balls. that It's just like, why did I draft you? And if you're a Giants fan, how infuriating it is to watch him drop some of these touchdown passes (sighs) – so CJ CJ is a cool story um I love that he came back from his Achilles tear and was actually relevant this past season I love that one of my favorite things it really screwed my Thaddeus Moss take though so that I'm a little <laughs> bitter about um but I just New York I can't I think Zach Wilson is the equivalent of a high school quarterback that somehow ended up in the NFL. It's like a TV movie. Like uh, what was that rookie of the year? The kid with the arm. Oh yeah. For the Cubs. I don't know. I don't think Zach Wilson has a future in the NFL. I think he's going to last a couple more seasons in New York and then they're going to show him the door and he's going to be a career backup. Therefore I don't like any of the offensive options outside of running back in that offense. I just don't think I just don't I don't get the Uzama signing for the Jets. It doesn't make sense to me. I think he gets lost in the shuffle, and I think he's an irrelevant fantasy tight end in 2022.
0: So um, I'm we we just got a we just got a comment in the chat that I want to just take a look at real quick. Uh, Not seeing anything at the end that the Michael Thomas got yeah the Michael Thomas got traded to the commanders I'm not seeing it uh let's see let's say yeah I don't know if I I I don't I don't want to put this up uh without without some sort of notification you know some sort of a check mark saying that it happened so we're, we're gonna see on that one um we'll have to follow that one on twitter uh, uh, offline a little bit but uh, you know and uh, the, i mean again this is to me watching these guys you know sign these contracts and everything like that it just reinforces you got to get one of the stud tight ends uh, you, and and there's only about a half dozen of them and really only four four of them that are like that that you can really feel good about having a having a decided advantage over your over your opponents but man that one's uh, i it, it really just reinforces that because there are just no good tight ends out that not mm-hmm. that many good tight ends out there and uh i am a little worried that there's going to be a lot of overheating for uh for kyle pitts this year uh ex- unless unless they if they get to sean watson then okay the, the, then the overheating is going to go to the moon but uh but yeah i don't. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, unless that happens, I don't know. You'll know
1: say. Oh, I don't know, man. It did. I don't know. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't know.
0: Well, we're gonna find we're gonna find out some more. Nate. Oh, uh, we're gonna close up shop now. Uh oh hey, hey, now the next few days, is there is there one other than Deshaun Watson? Anything you're really keeping your eye on for?
1: I want to see where Juju ends up. And I kind of want to see what the Patriots do at wide receiver. Um, I'm a big Mac Jones guy. I I really like him a lot. So I want to see what they do for Mac Jones in new England. Um, I want to see where Juju lands. I want to see if the chargers do anything at tight end or if they're just going to ride parham, if that's kind of their plan. Other than that, I want to see the Broncos do something, but we already did Russell Wilson. So probably like a minor running back signing is about all we'll get at this point
0: probably probably i mean as, as long as it's not uh uh Melvin Gordon to, to for all the Javante Williams truthers out there who are just going nuts for them they would just they they would they would just go <laughs> start crying at, at that point if that if that happened
1: good chance yes
0: um <laughs> uh, mi amigo i i can't thank you Un millón de gracias for jumping on tonight with me um please l- l- make sure everybody where everybody knows uh where to find you
1: Uh, You can find me at Nate Paulvogt, P O L V O G T, on Twitter. Uh, My work is at underscore or at IBT underscore media on Twitter. That's in between media. I also write for fantasy pros, fantasypros.com, 32 and 32 fantasy football with my wife, Jen. Fun show during the season. That's it.
0: That's it. That yeah, and in uh, so yeah, so th- this guy sleeps like three hours a night. So I've actually is-
1: slimmed down too. Like I've dropped two places I used to write for recently. So there you go.
0: <laughs> oh man, and and Familia, he's the only guy I know who writes all his articles on his phone. So mm-hmm. it 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 amazes me. It it utterly amazes me.
1: <laughs> I never t- I never took a typing class, so I have like the. <laughs> i'm working on it though because it's easier to be organized jen's been on me about it i'll get there
0: it is because then you get like three you end up with three tabs open with different mm-hmm. different places where you're pulling up stats and everything like that so oh, oh man. well familia eso es todo for our show uh once again thank you to nate as our guest our invitado de lujo thank you so much and thanks for having uh, me oh anytime anytime uh, estás siempre en tu casa mi amigo uh, and everybody, if you haven't given us a like and subscribe on our YouTube page, please make sure to do that Es me on the gracias special. Thanks to anchor for being our hosting network and make sure our independent podcast gets out to Apple, Google, Scott, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, please make sure to get, get the word out to the Familia community. Again, uh, go to FantasyPoints.com, get a 10% discount, put in the promo code familia 22. I'm Jorge. Find me at JorgeMartin17. Go to FamiliaFFP.com for original content on our, on our website. Otra vez, thank you, Nate. And remember, everybody, todos somos familia. Salud.